It's not often that a longtime customer of a federal agency becomes its director, but that's what happened at the government publishing office. Hugh Halpern spent a career as a senior staff member on Capitol Hill, where he often dealt with the GPO on making sure printed copies of bills, budgets, and committee reports came out on time. Last month, Halpern was confirmed as GPO's new director. Following a tour of GPO's historic facilities, I spoke with Halpern, starting with his background and the job title itself. Now, you're something of an exception because the prior, what they used to call public printers of the United States, were what I would call ink-stained wretches that had this background in printing and got their hands in the ink from time to time, which, by the way, this building still smells like ink. <laughs> but you come we from still a, use ink. <laughs> right. You come from the legislative side of of the Congress. Tell us a little bit about that background. So uh, the, uh, the, the interesting thing is that up until uh, 2014, you were actually required to have a background in printing to serve as then the public printer of the United States. Uh, in 2014, they changed the name of the agency to the Government Publishing Office, uh, which recognized our new digital focus and our focus on delivering information in a whole variety of different different ways. Um, and so my background was really as a customer um, from when I served uh, as Speaker Ryan's floor director, and I was really responsible uh, for making sure that the uh, the legislative process operated from day to day, uh, and that we were we were hitting our marks, and the Senate was getting what they needed out of us, and the White House was getting out of what they needed out of us, to the Rules Committee, where I was on very very tight deadlines, and we had to work with GPO to make sure that our stuff got printed overnight. Uh, and then before that, I worked for a variety of different committees, helping them with their document production and working closely with GPO. I started on the Hill as my local congressman's driver. Uh, I, I grew up in a little place uh, outside of Altoona, Pennsylvania, came to work and started driving Bud Schuster around. And I was around on the Hill long enough to see not only Bud Schuster uh, become chairman of the Transportation Committee and eventually retire, uh, but his son come in as a freshman and then work his way up to chairman of that committee as well before he retired. So making the transition to basically agency head must be a huge sea change for you. It is, and it is in a whole host of different ways. One of the things is after after 30 years of... Uh, of trying to blend into the woodwork, you know, I'm suddenly the principal, and getting used to that is uh, is uh, is is a new thing for me. But that said, um, this was a huge opportunity, and I'm really excited to be here. Uh, you know, I one of the things I enjoyed on the Hill a lot in my time as staff director of the Rules Committee or working in the Speaker's office was building and leading uh, teams who needed to, uh, needed to rack up achievements on, on a daily basis. And you know, when, I, when folks started talking to me about the opportunity to take over GPO and, and lead this team, uh, it was the same kind of thing. We've got, a, we've got a mission where we've got to produce every single day. But even even with that, we've got to look towards the future and figure out how we how we change so that we're we're responding to our customers' needs and desires at the same time that we're we're still hitting our marks every single day. It's fair to say GPO is on version two of its digital transformation. Absolutely. So GPO has always been uh, a print centric 
organization. You know, if you go back to 1861 when we started on this site, uh, we were we were setting type by hand, and whether it was a bill or whether it was that day's congressional record, that work was all getting done using handset type. Fast forward to the 40s and 50s, and we're doing it with hot lead, with linotype and those kinds of machines. And then the mid-1980s, when we begin our digital transformation, uh, we start using uh, our, our product to produce type digitally. Well, we've been doing it all basically the same way, uh, certainly on the digital front, since, since the early 1980s. And here we are 40 years later, and it's time to start replacing those tools. So the new composition engine, which you know we've started using to print the U.S. code. Just recently. Just recently, just in the fall. And you saw that work going on downstairs. When that engine starts moving into the congressional record and bills and amendments and all of those other kinds of things, it's designed so that it doesn't really care what the output is. It can be... It can be your phone, it can be an iPad, it can be your computer screen, or it can be paper. And it's really media agnostic. Born digital, in other words. Exactly, exactly. But it can move into any of those kinds of outputs. So perhaps we'll get past the days when we have PDFs of bills, which seem modern for 1980, but you can't search them. Exactly. And so on. This could be changing. Exactly. And that's that's our hope, to make this information available in more formats so that it is more accessible to anybody who wants it, whether it's the person in their library or it is uh, you know a student working on a report or it's, uh, it's somebody in an interest group downtown or, or one of my former colleagues on the Hill. All of this information can be provided in formats that are useful uh, and and accessible to pretty much everybody. And knowing the legislative process as you do, and knowing here at GPO some of the products produced for that from this digital origination of bills and codes and so forth, to the very craft-like process of producing logbooks mm-hmm. that are used, they look like they can only be written in with a fountain pen or they would burn up, that track... The, Usually it's a pencil, but, <laughs> you know... The lawmakers use to track the arcana of bills moving through. Knowing both ends of the process now, do you think that GPO could maybe back up some advice to the Hill to say, you could maybe change this after a couple of centuries in such a way that you would get these benefits? Well, you know, it, that's a really interesting point. And this is something that I mentioned during the confirmation process as well. Let's take a committee report, because... That's a document I've literally drafted hundreds of them. If you look at the image and the the format of a committee report from the 1860s when we were doing that in handset type, it looks remarkably similar to what we were doing in the 1940s and 50s with hot lead and remarkably similar to a report we just printed last week. Those formats have never changed. And... Those formats were designed for for a reason. It was for economy. So they used small type sizes. They used tight leading, tight line spacing. um, And they're printed on what we call dock size paper, six by nine. Um, And that's all well and good. And I think that format has served the nation really well for a really long time. But we're in a different era. And... 
you saw our uh, our new digital inkjet press technology downstairs. Well, that that is a big version of what you can walk into your local Staples or Best sure. Buy and and pick up for less than a hundred dollars. So the the expectation of our customers and of of Americans uh, and folks worldwide has changed because on their desk they can produce something with modern typefaces uh, that uh, you know design tends to have uh, uh, more white space and and actually uses color. Um, if you look at other parliaments around the world, the UK is a good example. You know, a, more than a dozen years ago, they decided to redo their their documents, and they've been legislating a thousand years longer than we have. Sure, um, but they all use modern typefaces. So they the Tory use, comments in red ink, and the Labour comments in actually, blue ink. Actually, it's it's all color coded. So the House of Lords is red, and the House of Commons is green, and that extends to match to, their bench color exactly. It to and that extends to the paper that their bills are printed on, so you can instantly tell where something originated. I'm not saying we've got to adopt that format, but I think we've got this interesting confluence of of things all coming together. You've got uh, our new digital uh, press technology. You have our composition engine technology. And frankly, I think you have a willingness on, on the Hill with the House Modernization Committee and some other things where they have signaled, hey, we're willing to take a look at the way we've we've done things, and maybe the rationale for doing things in the future isn't always this is the way we've always done them. And and so I think we're at a, an inflection point where if our customers on the Hill are, are willing, then we can work with them to try and figure out a better way to deliver their very important information Uh, in a variety of different media. Hugh Halpern is director of the Government Publishing Office. We'll post this interview along with a link to the video of the facilities at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.